Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. This past year we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. Personally I can say I've been spending way more time in front of monitors and staring at my cell phone because we haven't had the social interaction through real life so we have to go online and use social media. We all spend a lot more time staring at our phones, staring at our TVs, staring at our computers. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair they sell. This is eyewear built for the digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off their next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click on the link in the show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you'll love your Baxter's glasses, and we know that you will feel the difference. And just to remind you, there is a link in the show notes. You get 10% off. What's the harm? Check it out. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Hello, welcome to the Chaotic Neutral Podcast, where I, your host, have solo episodes, have fellow guests on, like podcasters and the like, and I have unstructured chaos, but in an organized way, as I go from topics like cats food, fashion, some childhood stories, like me drinking two quarts of apple juice just cause, and I just laugh through the stories and have a fun time. It's just a very conversational pace, and even though I go from topic to topic, I have fun while I do it. So tune in on all your streaming platforms, and follow me on Twitter at KONeutralPod, and also Instagram at ChaoticNeutralPod. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Uh, Today we're going to talk about being positive consciously, not just in a passive manner. Because... I don't know about anybody else, but personally, I'm not an inherently positive person. I am not one of those, the glass is half full, always looking on the bright side, everything's going to be hunky fucking dory, no matter how the outcome goes, kind of people. I'm just not. I mean, I'm sorry, I I can't do anything about it. It's just the way I'm wired. I've always been kind of pessimistic. Um, When I was younger, and I'm, I'm very cynical, when I was younger I used to say, oh, I'm a realist, but no... As I've gotten older and I've kind of pulled my head out of my ass, as you want to do as you start to age and responsibility in real life comes along and smacks you, I've come to the conclusion that it sounds kind of hokey and cheesy, but it's actually very true. You do manifest your own reality. You make, whether your life is miserable and shitty or your life is something where you're happy and you're going through it and, and you're not just going through the motions, it's a matter of determination. It's a matter of what you're actively trying to achieve with your life it's how you're trying to set your reality your perception your the way you go about your life the way you deal with other people's bullshit because i have had to learn to 
dial my personal natural reactions down. When I was a younger man, I would fly off the handle and cuss people out left and right. And yeah, in the short term, it made me feel better. It allowed me to not build up all this bile and venom and just rage. And I didn't internalize it and have a stroke at 25. But ultimately, I realized that somewhere along the line, this was making myself miserable. And it's not the way to go. It's not the right tact to be taking on steering your life it your perception is going to define your reality and i'm not saying that in some grand altered scheme of things i'm not saying well if you try and focus your mind you're going to attain some higher plane what i'm saying is your attitude affects the outcome of everything you interact with if you're all miserable and shitty and stomping around and pissed off at the world that is going to impact the way the people around you perceive you and how they treat you it's not some real deep complicated secret it's just the way it's it's human nature it's the way people are wired it's how we react it's how everybody reacts everyone would rather deal with somebody that's being not necessarily like happy bubbly stupid annoying positive because frankly those people get on my fucking nerves too but not being inherently negative about everything not walking around waiting for the bad shit to happen be prepared for bad shit to happen by all means Go into things prepared for bad shit, but hope for good shit. It's it's kind of a it's a balancing act. It's a, it's a thing you got to learn to deal with. And the thing that got me in this mentality is I realized the other day I did something that I try so hard not to do anymore these days, and I got drawn into an argument on a Facebook post because... It was it's another one of these polarizing bullshit us versus them mentality things that are going around. And it was the person who posted something, which I happen to agree with, about the current administration and their policies towards, towards fossil fuels and oil and closing the pipeline and how it has inc- dramatically increased the price of gas. And the price of gas is not going to be coming down anytime soon. For the people who were affected by the the pipeline pipeline in the southeast getting held hostage basically and creating an artificial gas shortage it's not that there was a shortage of gas and all these morons who are out there hoarding it every time i saw a picture of some asshole pumping gasoline into a garbage bag or even the ones who seem to have their shit a little bit together and have 50 gallon drums in the bed of their pickup truck filling them up I kind of part of me really thinks these assholes deserve what they get when a lot of these people that are filling up 200 gallons worth of gas probably don't realize that that gas does not hold indefinitely. Anybody that's ever winterized a motorcycle knows you do not leave a tank full of gas in your bike all winter and expect it to kick over as soon as the weather gets decent. Or people that have had to summarize a snowmobile. Any of those kind of things where you don't store gas for extended periods of time. It does not keep. So the assholes that are hoarding gas, they're, when they go to use that gasoline and it doesn't fire or serves them right, as far as I'm concerned, because hoarding doesn't benefit anybody. You're not helping the situation. You're compounding it. You're making it worse. You're fucking stupid if, you, if you're a hoarder, pretty much regardless. Um, the thing about it is... And there were I've seen a couple news articles that I thought were karmic kicks and kick in the nuts, that I thought were hilarious. I was actually halfway hoping, as, as horrible as this sounds, I was 
hoping to hear. I have one of my shows that I listen to on a regular basis. Uh, quick shout out to the Dumbfound Dead guys. Keep up the good work. Love the show. I was kind of open to hear somebody mention about the guy who filled up his vehicle. He had several containers that he filled up with gasoline in his car. Apparently they weren't sealed properly because he was driving away from the gas station, lit a cigarette, and blew himself the fuck up. And I thought that was hilarious because you kind of deserve it at that point. I mean, not only are you being selfish and stupid, but you're transporting fuel improperly and you light a cigarette? Are you fucking kidding me? How dumb do you got to be to think that's a good idea? But I digress. So I got involved in a argument where somebody who's trying to basically defend the left, rather than pointing out any kind of positives to the current situation or anything going on, in purely in, the post was purely in relation to the price of gas. And the it, it said how gas has gone up. It said gas has doubled and... There, you know, we're back to strife in the Middle East, which was inevitable. That's I'm not laying that at anybody's feet necessarily, but there are policies in place by the current administration that I do think kind of influence the way other countries are behaving because they have expectations of, well, we can get away with it again. But that's neither here nor there. I'm, the point I'm trying to focus is the person who's trying to defend the democratic side of things Entire argument is this is not facts because show me when this was price was less and blah 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 blah, and made a comment about you know when has it been that low in the last four months or even the last four years, and the simple fact of the matter is a, almost a year ago to the day I filled up my car and paid less than a dollar a gallon for gas and it was not a long time where it was that cheap but it was significantly it was more than three times less than what it is now so it had it qualified as within four years and within doubling the price of what i had paid because i filled up that same day for 260 a gallon so more than two times what i paid a year ago not the last four months but still it's a pretty significant increase in a short amount of time and i know it's not necessarily everything to do with the administration in hand. A lot of it is, though. When you, We have already returned to a dependence. This country is never going to give up fossil fuels until there is a better alternative readily available in an economic stance, and we're not there. Things still need to be transported. Things still need to be shipped. People still need to get to work. Now, they're doing their damnedest to try and eliminate people getting to work, too, apparently, because it's we're starting to get back to normal after the outbreak, and we're still seeing people that don't want to go to work because it they're still making it more profitable to stay home and not do shit. And that's a whole different soapbox for a whole other day. I do think the minimum wage structure is fucked up and needs to be restructured. I think if you are working a full-time 40-hour-in-a-week job, yes, you should be able to support yourself with that wage. You should not have to have to. And I'm saying that as somebody who has had three jobs at once at one point, trying to support my family and do what's best for them. I'm, I know how shitty the struggle is. So don't even bother starting to come at me with that shit because I've done that for the majority of my adult life, had at least two jobs. So if you don't like the way I'm saying this, kiss my ass, turn on a different show. But the simple fact of the matter is a lot of jobs that are structured with lower wages are not intended to be jobs that people are doing to support themselves and to support 
a family. Now, is that right? Not necessarily, but those jobs should not be posted as 40-hour-a-week jobs. It should be a part-time job. If you're going to pay part-time wages, you should only hire people part-time and only expect people to be there part-time. If you're going to hire somebody in at a full-time 40-hour-a-week salary, it should be a living wage. But I also think certain jobs don't qualify as full-time jobs, and they shouldn't. They're introductory jobs for people who don't have a full set of adult expenses yet. And their minimal skill, their minimal capabilities, and their minimal responsibilities. So, yes, they pay a minimal amount. I don't think universal income is a solution because it's not realistic. It does not encourage innovation. It does not encourage dedication or extra labor. If you know everybody's guaranteed to get the same amount of money, you're not going to work any harder than the person who's not doing jack shit. It is not a healthy environment any more so than you know, saying people have to work for nothing, which I think is also fucked. We need to strike a balance, and the way people are trying to do things right now is not going to get us there. But again, not the current soapbox. The current soapbox is, so after I try to just point out that, well, based on what you're saying, first off, a meme is never meant to be a fact. Memes are always to be looked at with a grain of salt. You do not take them as Bible verse. You do not take them as this is gospel truth. You take it as... This is made to make a point and make a statement, not this is meant to educate and provide facts. Some of them are meant to educate and provide facts, but you have to look at everything with a grain of salt. Anything you're looking at on the Internet, regardless of the source, you need to be critical when you're looking at it. I've said it more times than I care to repeat. It's just fucking ridiculous to me. These people read one thing somewhere and you either get their nose so out of joint because, oh, that's not true according to this. Well, how do you know it's true? Use your critical thinking. Be objective. But more importantly, after I say to you, okay, based on your criteria, actually, this is accurate. Based on the criteria of reading a stupid internet post, it's hyperbole. It is a concept wherein you state something in an exaggerated manner to emphasize a point. That is like the Oxford Dictionary definition of hyperbole. It is a legit English term that people don't know. So when you use it in a conversation, apparently, you have to go back and explain it to somebody because... When you further along, like I did, say, yeah, look, here's the deal. I already admitted that was not a fact. What I said is, that is a hyperbole. That is a statement made to emphasize a point without being necessarily factual accurate. Is an exaggeration of fact. And the lady who was trying to prove to me how much smarter she was, that you never said that, you didn't admit that. I said, that's what hyperbole means. You can Google it if you don't want to believe me. That is literally what that word means. So when I used that word in reference to this meme, I said exactly that. And of course, being someone who says things with logic and thought before putting it out there, oddly enough, she didn't have anything to say back to me. I was kind of... Well, I can't say I was surprised. I was really, you know... Actually, that pretty much met the exact mark for what I expect from anybody who thinks arguing on the internet is going to get anywhere. It's it's stupid and it's frustrating, and I was and it got me thinking about how much just petty ass misery do you have to have in your heart to actively engage with some random stranger, trying to make yourself feel better by calling out some bullshit pictographic meme, saying it's not a fact, it's not a fact, and when somebody says you made qualifications to this statement 
that I answered and you somehow said, well, that's not true, despite the fact that literally what I said was a a fact. It was not a feeling. It was not a thought. It was not a sentiment. It was a cold, hard, stated fact. I paid X on this date. I paid Y on that date. I could pull up the receipts if you don't believe me. Well, that doesn't make what's on the page true. No, but it makes it qualifies under what you said were the terms. You miserable fuck. And so I just, I got to thinking about it. And it's like, why am I engaging with these people? It's I, My life is not made better by outing somebody on this bullshit. I'm not put in a good place. I was in a, I was in a sour-ass mood for the rest of the day after dealing with this idiot online. And I don't even know why. I, I don't know why I let it get to me. I don't know why I let it bother me. I don't know why any of us do that shit. If if we all just added a little bit of positivity to our day, to our orientation, to how we're looking at life, it would make things so much better, like collectively. I've said it before in other episodes. I've, I'm saying it again now where we're not going to change the world in some grandiose sweeping gesture where it's just going to, be an overnight fix and all of a sudden one thing's going to change and the world's going to be a better place shy of some et coming out of the sky and telling us hey you motherfuckers need to get on board before your world ends itself there's not going to be some aha moment there's not going to be some third act where the good guy rides over the horizon and saves the fucking day we as a society we as a people we as a planet we have to pull our heads out of our collective asses and start realizing the little kindnesses, the little good things. Stop being such a miserable fuck to each other. Show a little decency. Show a little compassion. Show a little consideration. Show you care. Show you are better. Show you're something worth emulating. Show you're somebody worth looking up to. Be a decent fucking person, for God's sakes. Don't be this petty asshole arguing on the internet because you somehow feel personally attacked because whoever you voted for got called out for some shit. And that goes to both sides of the aisle. I don't care if you're on the left. I don't care if you're on the right. If you're like me and you don't have any allegiance to either side. If, if somebody says something stupid, somebody says something petty, and it's not directly involving you and it's not directly affecting your life, let it go. Just let it go. There's, fixating and focusing on this shit doesn't get us anywhere. We're not, we've had enough of this stuff where that's commonplace, where we need to realize... This is why we're miserable. We're heading down this fucking shitty path that is not going to lead to anything good, and we're doing it almost willingly because we all keep up the same destructive behavior. We are all living a definition of insanity if we're doing this shit on a regular basis. The definition of doing the same shit over and over again and expecting a different result, it's not healthy. It's not good for us. We need to get past it. We need to be better. I say it all the time. We need to we can do better. We need to do better. We need to be better. We need to be good. And it's not a fucked up foreign concept. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be decent to each other. Go out of your way to show a little extra kindness. If you've got an extra bottle of water in your car and you see somebody looking thirsty walking down the road, stop and give them the bottle of water. I mean, of course, presuming it's sealed and you can prove you're not some fucked up serial killer asshole. I mean, it's sad, but yeah, there are shitheads out there that are probably poisoning water bottles and giving them to homeless people. But, you know, encourage each other. Just say five people, five random ass people a day. 
Say something nice to them. Do something nice for somebody. Hold the fucking door for somebody And when you're going into the store. Ask, ask the old lady if you can carry your groceries for her. You'll feel better about yourself. She will actually get some, something useful, some help. Don't be a shithead. It's really not all that complicated. And if you can start, you have to, it's, it's a matter of conscious choice. And it's not, I like to think we're better than this, that our natural state is somehow better than what we've become. And I found personally myself, I decided this a few years ago, and I was going to consciously make an active effort to be better. Not necessarily going out and doing all kinds of charity work or anything else like that. I got enough of my own problems, enough shit I need to handle. But consciously avoiding negative shit, trying to do better, trying to be supportive of people, trying to be better for other people. And I honestly, I still, it's not an automatic thing for me most of the time. It's it's a conscious, I have to catch myself and bite back on whatever ignorant ass hurtful thing is going to come out of my mouth i have to make that effort to be supportive i have to try and encourage other people and i'm trying on a regular basis to help other people and my motivation is not purely altruistic i'm selfish just like everybody else i do it because i like the way i feel when i know i've done something to help somebody and it doesn't have to be monetary it doesn't have to be material just sharing something I know how to do that somebody else doesn't know how to do. Passing on how to help somebody set up a computer or how to help somebody set up an email or an app or, you know, changing something simple, changing like changing a, a file format for a coworker because they're having an issue with it. Letting somebody use my computer for a few minutes because their computer is rebooting or installing updates and they got shit to get done too. And just little things, feeding squirrels. I mean, that may sound kind of stupid and fucked up, but with as harsh as the winters get around here, and I'm a big softie when it comes to animals. I like animals better than I like people. I'm not going to apologize for that. By and wide, when it comes to animals, you know where you stand with them. There's no two-faced, there's no bullshit. If they growl at you or if they're aggressive towards you, they're going to be aggressive. If they're timid and scared of you, they're going to run away. If they don't want to be around you, they are going to either bite or take off. They're not going to smile to your face and then stab you in the fucking back. So, you know, I go out and I bought a big bag of squirrel and bird seed and, you know, put it out in the yard for the animals because I like feeding the animals. Do I gain anything by it other than a lot of extra bird shit on my car so I get extra trips to the car wash? Not really. I mean, I like having critters around the house. I feel bad like when there's baby bunnies or whatever and all of a sudden they're gone because either somebody's dog or cat or some of the local coyotes got a hold of them, but at least when the other when the, at least when they, you know, get lunched by wild other wild animals, at least it's kind of a natural cycle sort of thing. I mean, if you got pets and they're destroying animals, they're just doing what's instinctive. They're not trying to be pricks. For the most part, and there's some cats I've met that I wonder about. They may actually be assholes. But that's neither here nor there. The point of it is, it's the little things. And when you start doing little random acts of good things, little kindnesses, little little things to shift your own mentality, 
and you consciously do these things, all of a sudden it becomes habit. It becomes your natural reaction. You can reprogram your mentality. Changing your outlook on things, changing your perspective on things has to be an active act before it becomes a passive one. If you don't put yourself in the position of breaking bad habits, of changing bad behaviors, of gearing negativity back towards positivity, it's not going to happen. It doesn't just magically happen. It's, it, it's, you have to work at it. It's like a muscle. If you don't train it, you don't condition it, it's not going to fucking happen. And that's part of the problem in our society these days is people want people bitch all the time about these things. They want solutions. They want answers. They want magic fixes that somebody's going to hand them. And that's how a lot of these shitbird politicians got to be where they are is because they promise a lot of answers and a lot of magic fixes. They don't have the power to give. These are things that need to be consciously done by people. You can't legislate these things you can't force these things into acceptance yeah i mean there can be legislation and guidelines to stop shitty behavior but you can't change shitty attitudes through through laws you can make the behavior itself illegal and punishable that's not necessarily going to change the underlying motivations and shitty behavior behind it so I'm not saying legislation is not the answer for certain things, but what I am saying is expecting that to make massive societal changes is not going to work without active effort on the part of the people that are being legislated. So in my long and rambling way, that is going to be the general gist of this episode. Um, we are going to have, due to a family situation we had a death in the family this week i there will not be a new episode next week i apologize in advance but between having to deal with stuff is in terms of things that are going on in my personal life i am not going to be in any position to be able to record next week's episode i apologize in advance Hopefully you guys will come back in two weeks to hear uh, what I had to say then. But just so if you made it this far, thank you for listening to me. Be good to each other. Be good to random ass strangers. Do little nice things for people. Make the world a better place. Even if you make the world better for five people, it has an effect. It will spread. It's geometric growth. It's, it's a naturally occurring phenomenon. If you're nice to those five people, and they're not all necessarily going to go out and be nice to another five people, but even if two or three of those people go out and they do something nice for somebody else, and it passes and it grows, and it's organic growth, it's a good thing. So that's what I'm asking for you in the coming week until the next episode posts. Be good to each other and take care of yourselves. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about, 
There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.